you want something more, I mean more meaningful moments, opportunities, deeper relationships, and memorable experiences, do you want to make a difference? If you said yes to any of that, a career in real estate could be the opportunity you're looking for. Guiding people through one of the most important decisions they ever make, the purchase or sale of their home, could be both rewarding and lucrative for you. Exit Realty's revolutionary compensation model, training, and technology provide you with the tools and resources you need to start and build your successful real estate career. Call Exit Realty Low Country Group today at 843-619-3005. That is 843-619-3005. Or visit join.exitlowcountry.com and make your exit today. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your co-workers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good morning, good morning, guys. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. Guys, I am very fortunate to be your host, Colin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. So if this is your first time listening to the show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple, and that is to empower our community through real estate education. Yes, we're going to tell you some things and financial literacy we going to show you some stuff too, all right? So guys, look, y'all know we've been on this mission to make sure that we really expand and grow the show, that we bring you a wealth of information. We will not disappoint you today. We're very, very, very fortunate with us. And just as a sneak little teaser right here, um, guys, this is something that I've been looking at personally myself. So I'm very fortunate, very honored to have with us on the show, none other than Josh Stroop with Iron Valley Modular. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Corin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Happy to be here. So look, so you were telling me, you know, we were backstage um, here a moment ago. I'm out of studio. So your company is in Pennsylvania. You live in California and you guys are building houses in Tennessee and other places south 
and west of that. Boom, mind blown. Yeah. So tell listeners about you, what it is that you do. Well, I'm, I'm the founder of Iron Valley Modular. As you said, we're a modular construction company based out of Pennsylvania. And effectively, we're a design-build general contractor. We leverage the efficiencies of modular construction, which have ties to manufacturing. It applies a lot of the same principles, a lot of the same facets that make manufacturing so efficient. Assembly line processes, interchangeable parts, standardized processes. And it allows us to take those efficiencies and apply them to construction, which for generations have been plagued with uh, inefficiencies that overall inflate costs for homeowners and investors alike. And where, as you said, I mean, I I live in California, our our team is in Pennsylvania, and uh, I'm from Pennsylvania. So that's why we build houses there to employ the, the local community, which I'll get into later. But through our process, we effectively have the capabilities to tackle projects pretty much anywhere. So, you know, Josh, I'm going to come in just right in for us here because many people don't know what modular construction is. Now, as a practitioner, I do, but there's a lot of people that practice real estate that have no idea the difference between a modular manufacturer and a site built. So if you don't mind, can you break that down for our listeners today? Absolutely. The best way I can explain it to the uninitiated is just imagine the coolest life-size Lego project you've ever seen in your life. That's effectively what it is. It's it's Legos for grownups. And I was a Lego kid growing up. And that's one of the reasons I was drawn to it because I thought it was just so cool. Effectively, what we do is we build your house or build your apartment building, your condo building, whatever it is. Uh, We build it within a controlled environment. So when I say that we're building our projects in central Pennsylvania, we're building it inside a large, you know, 150,000 square foot facility where we have no rain delays, no snow days. We can build every single day of the year Mm -hmm. and we basically take your project. We break it down into sections. We put it in the back of trucks. We put it in the back of rail cars, ship them out to the site. And then we use cranes to effectively like Legos, just stack the boxes on top and, and configure them in a way so that uh, when we leave, you have a completed house. It's, we do the plumbing, the, the wiring, everything um, in factory. Really, the only thing that's done on site nowadays for us is our foundation work, tying utilities into the main and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's, it's a fantastic process. It's been around for a long time, but really saw a resurgence over the last mm-hmm. decade or so, I think coming off the heels of, of just unprecedented cost increases with skilled labor. And now builders and investors are are looking for alternatives to to get their jobs done. So that's that's really where we fit in. You touched on um, something. I had a a gentleman couple come into an open house with me recently and essentially began to try to beat me down about market prices and all that stuff. We kind of went around a lot. But one of the things that we touched on in that process is that the cost of construction has substantially increased. I mean, you got material costs, you have labor costs, and then you have the variable most times with people that are building on site in between your model and and their model is, is not only the waste, but also the theft. You leave a pack of lumber, drop a pack of lumber on a job site. And if you don't have eyes or, or something on it, there's a high probability that some of that lumber is going to get missing, if not all of it, which is a cost to the builder and therefore increases the cost to produce. Now, your controlled environment, obviously, that that is less likely to happen, correct? 
Yes, exactly. You know, we have securities in place. I mean, it's it's a closed industrial building, effectively. It's, you know, everything that we use, the the parts and everything, I mean, are are stored in our facility, in our yards and everything. So it really does minimize the amount of uh, materials and, and tools and equipment that you have to store on site. So mm-hmm. it absolutely is safer from a theft standpoint. It's also, I would say, safer from a from sort of a, a neighborhood nuisance standpoint as well. It attracts mm-hmm. less attention from mm-hmm. people who want to come onto the site and mess around because there's there's really nothing there. It's also less sort of intrusive to to neighbors to the community because mm-hmm. uh, instead of us being on a job site for eight or nine months every single day, loud equipment, loud power tools we're on a job site for one to two days and then Mm -hmm. we're out and then we're done. There are a lot of benefits that extend beyond just simply the cost savings that you get. Yeah, for sure. Let's touch on, you kind of gave a snippet in there about timing and timelines. From my experience in the past in Modular, usually construction time periods vary, obviously, but typically let's say it's a 2000 square foot home. Time period for you to, you know, minus having to order in something special or particular or what have you, but just kind of like what you guys keep um, as far as available inventory, as far as fixtures and upgrades and things of that nature. What is the typical turn time to for construction? And then let's get into what shipping and you know delivery setup, if you will, or finish. Let's say, let's not call it delivery setup because that gives a connotation of manufactured housing, which this is not. Right. So what does that look like as far as time period uh, for construction? Most of us, if you're a real estate investor or or you've ever built yourself a home, most of us have interacted with a home builder, a GC, and all GCs like to quote, hey, I'll finish your project in six, seven months. Mm -hmm. And that never happens. That has never happened in history. If it's ever happened for any of you out there, please let me know. I want to know who that (laughs) GC is. I want them working with us. Really, it takes about a year. It takes a solid year to build a brand new house. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time you factor in uh, permitting zoning processes, might even be more than that. You know, some mm-hmm. some municipalities might take a few months mm-hmm. to get going, and then obviously you have just the typical phase of construction. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, different subs have different schedules. It just it can become a mess. So yeah, basically a year. Figure on a year to build something. A typical two thousand square foot house. We actually can, and I know I just after saying that it sounds great. We actually can finish a project in about six or seven months. And the reason I say that is because, and that's including zoning and permitting, which some of our areas, some of our markets, we figure that's going to take probably two or three months, two Mm -hmm. or three months for zoning and permitting. The reason we can build a project in such a compressed timeframe, saving about 50% is because while we're doing all the zoning, all the permitting, while we're building the foundation on site, we can already get a jump on building the project offsite in factory. We typically operate on about a four month, four and a half month backlog of projects. So when we get started, it only takes us about 24 days to actually build the house. So you think about seven, eight months versus three weeks. It takes us about three weeks to actually build the standard 2000 foot house. So most of the time that you're waiting is not us building. It's just us waiting to begin your project because we just have that kind of a backlog. And so once we get the project done or while we're waiting to start your project, again, we can do all the stuff on site. Once the, once the modules, once the house is finished, uh, we just have to schedule your crane day, schedule your, your transportation to the site. 
Mm-hmm. And really, it takes us about a day. It takes us about a day to put together the average 2,000 foot house. So it allows us to significantly compress our construction schedules. So typically, for our listeners, I want you to understand that when you're talking about finish, usually you see in a modular. And Josh, I know you're going to bust me in the head with this one. So I'm, I'm ready for it because I'm excited because I didn't hear you say anything along this vein. So that tells me you guys go a step beyond. But typically in, in modular construction, you're seeing a product come 95% complete that has to be completed. So foundation, obviously, outside of that, but the home itself. So I didn't hear you say anything about that. So you guys are fully, when your guys put the house, as you say, stacking the Legos, I really like that. When they finish with that, it is a complete product. I mean, everything is there, all the floors, finishes, all that stuff is already in. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for bringing that up. So that is one thing that actually makes us a little different from other modular companies is Mm -hmm. that, again, we are a design build general contractor. Mm -hmm. So we will hold your hand. We will, you know, take care of everything that you're not comfortable taking care of yourself. If you're a GC, fine, that's great. You can take care of everything else. We'll build the modules send them down, help you put it together. But most people don't want to handle all that. So we will handle design. We'll work with local realtors, local zoning to help you get your project off the ground. We'll take care of the foundation. We sub that out almost, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, because that's going to be local work. So in most cases, we sub that out, but we'll take care of all that. That is one thing that sets us apart. Now, as far as the houses come, when the houses are delivered from factory, they're delivered from factory about 95% complete on average, because in most cases, local building inspectors will want to see like how everything was done. Mm -hmm. So we have to leave certain like sheets of drywall open. We have to leave the walls open in certain areas just so they can kind of see in and look at our wiring, look at our plumbing. Some uh, siding is undone because we don't want the cables from the crane to damage it when we lift it up. So Mm -hmm. there is some work that just has to be tidied up and taken care of post-delivery, but we we stay with you to, to handle that. We do all that. So when we walk off the job, the job is done. So how are you seeing people? So I want to hit two facets. Obviously, our listeners um, and our viewers for our show are, they run the gamut. So we have the people that are looking to buy the first home, people that's looking to move up. And obviously, on the other end of the spectrum, as you go further down, you have investors and some of them are single family, some of them multifamily. Some of them actually are looking for much larger scale products. How much of that do you cover? So let me start with that. How many people are you serving that whole paradigm? Something that we I'm very proud of, something we took our time to really get set up is that we really do cater to a wide variety of of builders. We carry a broad range of finishes. If you're uh, a real estate investor, a landlord, and maybe you want to build some some rental properties or build an apartment building, but you don't want super high finishes, you want cost effective stuff, things that are durable, mm-hmm. we have options for that. Conversely, if you're you're someone who wants to build a you know, a three, 4,000 square foot luxury home for your family. Mm-hmm. We have options uh, for that as well. So we really do, again, we're custom, we're design build. So we really do have, have solutions for pretty much anybody. Obviously we got 48 contiguous states and I'm pretty sure you're not, you ain't figured out how to get a highway over to Hawaii yet no. or kind of get around um, and get up to Alaska. But for the most part, you deliver to, let's say, what percentage of the U.S.? How, how far do you guys go? If you're talking about just uh, in terms of land surface area, I would mm-hmm. say we're maybe 30, 40%. If you're talking about population, just 
given like where our population is based, we're, we're over half of, of the country. Again, I mean, we're, when our facilities in central Pennsylvania, one of the nice things about where we're located is that we're centrally located almost half of the U.S. population is within a three or four hour drive. Mm-hmm. you know, with all those major cities there. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a very nice sort of strategic reason why we're there that go beyond just, you know, us wanting to help out our hometown. But we do have uh, the capabilities to ship within reason pretty much anywhere we need to go. Now, what I tell most people is if we are within, let's say we're in central Pennsylvania and we're going from Pennsylvania to the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. We will be on average more cost effective, less expensive than just about anybody out there because mm-hmm. we can save that much money on the, on the overall build. Mind mm-hmm. you, we have costs that maybe other home builders don't have. Uh, we have transportation costs that they're not going to incur, crane costs mm-hmm. they're not going to incur, but we're less expensive in the aggregate mm-hmm. that it makes sense. Once you start going further out than that in terms of radius, then the costs start to creep up to the point where it's almost a wash. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the transportation costs just become so, so big. Um, mm-hmm. That's why we're not doing projects in, in Colorado or, or California mm-hmm. right now is because mm-hmm. shipping across country just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. We are working on that. Uh, we're working on that. And we do have plans in place, things that we believe we can do to kind of level the playing field. But pretty much right now, if you're on the East Coast, mid-Atlantic area of the United States, we would be a, an extremely viable option for you. So what do you say, Josh? And I know you've got a response to this one for sure. But what do you say to the person who is skeptical about modular construction versus site built? It depends really on where that apprehension comes from. If you're an older investor, perhaps you were around, you, you were born in the, in the 60s or 70s and you were investing, you remember modular construction as something different. Yeah. And for those who may not be aware, I'll just give you a quick, quick history lesson. But I mean, modular construction, as we know it today, has been around for decades. Back in the 70s, really, it was quite different. You know, modular builders did not have to follow the same residential codes that they have to follow now. Uh, they were governed by HUD and not by the residential building codes. And because of that, quality really did sort of uh, falter there for a bit. Modular homes built in the 70s were not built the way they are now. On average, I'm not saying that's true in every case, but there were just different types of builders back in the day. And because of that, I think there was a stigma about modular construction that carried on for a couple decades. Hmm. A lot has changed now. So it's very different. And again, these homes appraise the same way as any home built on site. They are indistinguishable from any, any house built on site. In fact, appraisers cannot treat them any differently mm-hmm. just because they're modular. They're not manufactured. Thank you for bringing that up. So they're not trailers. They're not double wides. Once they're set, they're permanent structures. And because of that, you get all the benefit of increased equity and value appreciation that you would with, with any other site built home. And I would say is the other thing. There's another, I think, aspect there that I think leads to some people getting uh, a little nervous about trying modular is it's a market disruptor. I mean, plain and simple, it's a market disruptor. So if you go out to some of your other builders, some of your other contractors who you've been buddies with, or maybe you've used for years doing your residential properties, I mean, what do you think they're going to say? 
it's honestly, we disrupt the market. We're, we're taking work away from some of those, those other builders. And of course, they're not going to like that. And that's something that we deal with all the time. Education is a big part of our sales, big part of any modular builder sale. So if you're ever concerned or, or curious, you want to learn more, I think the best thing that you could do is just uh, just ask. Just get on the phone with somebody, whether it's me or somebody like me, to just you know share your concerns. And I think you, what you'll find is that it's really the way construction is going to be going here in the future. Your website, so kind of you know looking around, well, you guys are a design build. So, so what I heard in that, and Josh, please correct me if I'm wrong about this, but you specialize in okay, what's your idea? What's your concept? And you deliver it. Now I'm sure somewhere you all have plans that you guys have built or do kind of repetitive that you'd be, be able to share with a consumer. But I want to kind of take you back around to something you were saying and bring you back through what I just asked about, which is you said that your the industry really is a disruptor. Tiny houses is kind of the thing. You know, everybody want to do a tiny house. We looked at in the Charleston market. I remember talking to someone some years ago. We have an abundance of empty containers here because they come in, they get emptied and they don't mm-hmm. ship them back because of the cost. So they end up in a yard somewhere or another and people go bomb and people wanted to make those because you saw or may have seen places california some places they take those containers and convert them into residences for homeless and some people use them design them and make massive um, homes out of them but i imagine you guys do a lot of tiny houses correct actually we don't i'm glad you asked that tiny homes certainly I could see how tiny homes would lend themselves to modular construction. Most people would assume that, that that's a very sort of mm-hmm. e- uh, economical way to leverage modular construction. But when you think about it in terms of like a economies of scale standpoint, mm-hmm. you get more bang for your buck the bigger you build. Because to mm-hmm. some extent, our transportation costs and our crane costs are going to be whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Now, so we are looking at possible strategic partnerships that I can't get into too much right now, where perhaps we would be built up to kind of do more. Yeah. Kind of like those tiny homes that you saw, like people kind of tow behind their vehicle to like live across country and that sort of thing. But really right now, the folks who realize the best benefit to to modular construction is are the folks who are building single family homes, building apartment buildings, affordable housing, things like that, because your cost per square foot then is going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense, Josh. Again, it's, it's always a numbers game. People most times don't understand that or realize that because it is most certainly a numbers game. The larger of a home that you build, the less it costs to build per foot. The smaller, obviously, it scales. The costs are considerably higher. So I'm not going to try to get you boxed in on anything here on the show today. Because obviously each project respectively requires its its own analysis and therefore pricing will differ depending upon location, finishes, size, all that other stuff that goes in there. But if someone was looking to get started with you, get more information about the process, let's start with where would they reach you and then let's touch on what that would look like, what that process is. Sure. If they want to reach out to us specifically, uh, always love to to talk modular. I mean, we love this stuff. So always love to share a story and answer questions. And they can reach us at info at ironvalleyci.com. 
and uh, be more than happy to set up a, a talk with anyone who, who wants to learn more about uh, modular construction. There are also a number of uh, educational resources online, Modular Building Institute, uh, MBI is another really good sort of non-partial, impartial, industry-wide resource that you can research to just learn about modular construction, mm-hmm. learn about how it works. That way you're learning it from a third party and a lot of good resources like that out there. I think most people, when they come to us, we're able to, and folks like us, like I said, we're not the only game in town, but when they come to us, we can usually uh, give them some significant cost savings. Awesome. So Josh, look, we have quickly got towards the end of today's show. So I'm going to ask you for that jewel, that nugget that you have, because I know you got one for our listeners, anything that we may not have touched on, a question they should ask as they look or, or consider approaching this process, because I know you have a jewel or nugget for them. So if you don't mind, let's share that. Sure. To real estate investors, I would just say remain curious, be curious be open to finding opportunities where perhaps other people aren't looking, where perhaps previously you didn't think they were present. Because as the industry and the market's becoming ever so more competitive, it'll be those creative folks who who can really find success. And uh, we do, companies like us really do uh, support sort of a a wedge in that industry to to perhaps provide viability to, to projects where otherwise they wouldn't exist. So be hungry be curious, learn all you can. And um, folks like myself, folks like Corwin are here to to help however we can. Awesome. Well, Josh, thank you so much. For our listeners, guys, you know that we are out here knocking down doors, climbing walls, and we're doing things in order to make sure that we can get you the broadest exposure to people that are doing amazing things within our industry. You know, we always talk about finance. We always talk about the opportunity. Sometimes we have to tie in the availability of the product as well. And I'm a firm believer, Josh, I know I didn't tell you this earlier, but when there's a lack of inventory, then we have to create it. And you guys are the man for creating inventory. You're the person that people should go to, look to, to help create that opportunity that may not exist as they want it otherwise. So y'all please make sure y'all reach out to Josh. For our listeners, a second time, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for being a part of the Exit Strategy Radio Show family. Josh, a sincere thank you from the bottom of my heart for thank you being here today as well. And we appreciate you. For the third time and last time for our listeners, y'all know what I say. Y'all know how I feel. But y'all going to get it from me anyhow because that's what we do. As I always say to you guys, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in those streets. Guys, that was a great show today, and we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millett. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.